Greetings and welcome back to the Electric Punk Punch Podcast. I apologize for missing last week's episode, but due to some family issues, I could not make it. However, we have a very special show for you today and perhaps even a giveaway. Stay tuned and find out. And with that, I would like to welcome our guest, Miss Reagan Davis, who you may know as the owner and CEO of Playhouse Productions. We also ha- have with us Al Creates Media, the social media director of Playhouse Productions. This co- pr- production company started during the COVID b- lockdown playing underground shows, outdoor meet, and outdoor meetups at places like Call Point and Swope Park. And now that lockdown has ended, has transitioned to running some absolutely stellar shows out of the Westport Flea Market and Moda Mansion, and most recently, the 420 Mezzo Show. Well, Reagan, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. Um, first, My first question is, how old do you think the song Baby Shark is? Oh, I think... What, what can I say, 2010? 2010? Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a Mandela effect. The song Baby Shark dates back to at least 1975 and might possibly be 100 years old (laughs) and has been a campfire song for apparently around 100 years. Yeah, my my mind was blown. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's a Mandela effect thing, but that's your fun fact for for the day. That's, That's amazing. But, uh... Now, why don't you tell me a little bit about your 420 Meso show? I know that's fresh, fresh off the plate. How how was that? Yeah, well, okay, so it's great to be here. Last night was amazing. Just a real shout out to everyone that came out. Everyone who was a part of the team, all the artistic directors and just vendors, and in general, everyone was a real blessing to work with. And honestly, couldn't have done it without everybody else. But um, yeah, it was it was mind blowing. I mean, just seeing everyone come together in that way. It, it really was something. Did it uh, smell pretty loud? Honestly, no. I want to say shout out. We we try to keep venue rules. I mean, I know they're obviously respectable, but everyone was great about that. Honestly, we didn't have to really get on too many people's backs. I'm sure everyone was having a good, good experience. Yeah, but uh, they were mostly, there was a lot of respect for the venue, and I appreciate well, that. Well, that's always. awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's get a bit into your background. What are some of the first concerts you went to, went to, and do you have one that sticks out in your mind that says, I want to be a part of this? Yeah, so uh, I actually got into it with the underground scene. Like I said, uh, the warehouse was a big influence on me, but also just I think that there was a week in 2019 where Yeti and uh, Adventure Club came and uh, I want to say two or three other concerts within I think a 10 day period and I remember going to the first one the first one was Adventure Club and then Subtronics and then Yeti and uh, just I just remember being <laughs> so immersed with just how much the community was the, prospering. the entire experience yeah just everybody I think the people was a big part of it for me but also just the production was something that was so new to me like i'd never seen lasers used like that <laughs> <laughs> that blew my mind so at what point did you, did it hit you that you wanted to do more that you wanted to start your own production company and be a part of all of this yeah so uh i think i'd kind of seen uh how much it was growing and how much people were really in love with the scene and how much i wasn't just blown away by how the artistic minds came together and vendors and just how everybody came together but also i saw almost a need for a female presence and kind oh, of that safe space absolutely. to be able to come some people to be able to come to me and maybe tell me things that were different than what they felt they could tell the male leaders of certain production companies and I, I thought that was something that would be also needed because I had a big experience in like the hip-hop underground hip-hop scene and just kind of the underground party scene in general and it, it it could be unsafe at times and i absolutely, saw that the absolutely. rave scene in general was just more people were more respectful more loving there was that plur element that i hadn't seen before and i thought i knew a lot of people who would be really interested in that honestly well, i absolutely love that mentality that is a great mindset so going into this did you have any experience or was this a uh, completely learn as you go experience yeah, so I was actually 17 um, when we kind of came up with the idea of Playhouse. Um, it, it was kind of just an idea at first. I mean, I, I didn't ever think that I would, it would be something where we were having our own venues or anything like that. It was more going to start as promotion in general, um, being kind of a voice for the smaller production companies and being that younger presence, knowing how social media worked. and. I think kind of pretty quickly it grew into my love for music and 
I never necessarily wanted to be on stage, but I really loved that like production being element a part, of it. Being a and part hosting. of it, seeing everything yeah. coming together. Yeah, exactly. So can you give me a little bit of a rundown on, on the history of the company? Obviously, you kind of started doing outdoor shows during the pandemic. Was, was that just something for fun or? So uh, back in 2019, we had found this little space um, and it was actually not just me. There wasn't under the playhouse, but we called it the Heady Hangout. And it was just <laughs> a, a group of people. It, it transformed into KC Underground, which we changed the name. And originally it was just a laundromat and we kind of went in there and moved things around and just kind of a almost free space for people to come play music. Okay. And, uh, that, kind, of, kind of warehouse vibes. Yeah, Everybody exactly. Just comes and hangs out, plays, experiments with music. Yeah, kind of an outdoor thing. I mean, we were running off generators. There was no no power, and we had like I think a laser, a light set up, <laughs> and then our speakers. And you know that that was we did a couple shows there, and then I moved away for a little bit, and I came back kind of right before COVID. And a group of us were just like you know, we, we really want to, we want to try that again and see what Absolutely. we can do with that. And then COVID hit. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so that transformed to what, what can we do to kind of maintain that idea of this underground music while still being safe and like exercising like six feet apart. And so then we said, you know, the outdoor shows outdoor became shows. a thing. Yeah. Make completely make, exactly. makes complete sense. Yeah. I know those really helped me get through that. Those were very fantastic times when it was the first show in six months. Finally go, get to go outside, listen to music, see people. Um, so what is your background with music? When did you start getting involved in music? And what, what is your passion for music? So I was in, uh, like... I was a band kid in elementary kid. school, yeah, and then uh, I like the hip hop scene became a big influence on me when I was in high school, and like, kind of that that new wave hip hop. The I'm really into like the emo rap, the the Lil Peep, the X kind of scene and movement. But then, uh, the EDM side of it was just new for me. I had never really growing up heard like of a scene i i realized looking back i always listened to edm mm -hmm. like hoochie and hippie sabotage and all that kind of stuff but i never really could put a name to it so uh yeah seeing that and actually being able to realize that i'd always have that love for edm kind of blew my mind away absolutely yeah. so what are um some of the best things about putting on a show I, i'd say just all the new people we meet and honestly the community being able to like give people that safe space to be able to come enjoy and, and be themselves exactly. enjoy some radical music seeing people's costumes that they come in and just like the amount of creative like display that goes on and how i think especially the women in the scene are able to express themselves in a way like i've never seen that before so that's my favorite part honestly because i can be it can be difficult especially i think for everyone to come together and express who they are individually but the scene has a really great job of that effect on people and what are some of the more stressful aspects of the job? You know, I'd, I'd like to say we don't get too much negative experience, honestly. There's always there's always that element of, you know, pre-show jitters and uh, the stressful, like, what what's going to happen of the day. But in general, I do really enjoy it. Like, standing back for those five minutes to the show, I've always said, like, standing at the back of the venue and just watching people dance and, like, have a good time, like it really makes every little bit of stress worth it. Absolutely. How does, uh, how does your family feel about your ambitions? At first, they, they, they didn't get it as much. Um, you know, Absolutely. my mom has always been a big rock fest person. Mm -hmm. And like, my dad's always been, they always love music. It's been a big part of me in my life growing up. But as far as like the event production, I think at first they all thought, you know, oh, they're just parties, but I mean, my dad was almost coming out to me so last night, and I think they've really come around to the realization that it's a passion. It is and, a passion. It's something yeah. that makes you happy. See, yeah. that, that's the one of the most important things is a good support system like that. Of course, yeah. So what what were you like in high school? Um, I was kind of a loner. Like, I was the friends with everybody, but mostly I've always just dealt with social anxiety and, you know, being uh, I'm a quieter person until you get to know me and then I'm always absolutely, the one to keep absolutely, talking absolutely absolutely but always music I was always the one with headphones in constantly yeah what are some of the shows that you are most proud of working on um I'd say any of those like 
just out of lockdown shows that I mean we first had, shows back. We had a I think one that stands out is the the Halloween show. Oh, we the Halloween threw. show. <laughs> we was Halloween phenomenal. show. Yeah, the Halloween show is phenomenal. Just how much I think we spent a week in that venue before just like we repainted and we laid down a new floor and we built the stage and you know how the the crew really came together and I think we spent 50 hours in that warehouse just, just together and just the memories we made together really bonded everyone as a team. Absolutely. Um, have you ever gotten starstruck? I'd say there's always an element of that. Um, you know, it's crazy like having someone on your SoundCloud and you're you're really liking their sound and just the way they present themselves and then meeting them and realizing like that's a real person mm -hmm. and at the end of the day they're they're all just people who are passionate about the same things the that you're passionate you about are. so that's that's cool it's always I, i'd like to say i have generally the same amount of respect for everyone that walks into the building whether you're a vendor or you're Absolutely. someone that comes to the show Absolutely. but but it is it is crazy yeah knowing um, people like that do you ever get nervous always oh. there's <laughs> i'm i get the worst pre-show jitters i mean even if it's just a small little local gathering i the the social anxiety having to overcome that part of walking into a crowd like that and having people actually recognize you like that was weird for me mm -hmm. because i've always been a quieter person but uh see dylan gave me over. some good advice he said um no matter what everybody's rooting for you people don't go to shows to have a bad time they want to they want to see you succeed and that kind of helped me after doing my first podcast because that's like you know right once you get going everybody does want you to succeed nobody tunes in and nobody goes to to have a bad time um what strengths do you do you have that make you good at what you do um so i i am a big adhd person but i've actually found that that's helped me in a long ways mm -hmm. because i can focus on this and that at the same time as maybe where some people would be focused on a specific thing and i had to overcome that a lot because there's not a lot of ways and in industries where that actually is a tool that you mm -hmm. can use but the show industry is definitely i mean you have to realize how to do multiple things at once pretty Absolutely. quickly <laughs> um do you have any guilty pleasure music that you might be say that you might be embarrassed to listen to uh like glitch core uh, like <laughs> like some like uh some like some kismet some eggs eggs just NBA like <laughs> yeah <laughs> or any of that any rap music that's just you know the 2019 like classic just migos stuff like that i love that always um who are some of your favorite artists and what subgenre of edm would you say is your favorite um i'm big into obviously experimental bass but also a uh, future bass and you know flume has had a big impact on me as well as lewis the child and Sorry, Finity was a big one really getting into it that just really blew stuck my mind. With you. Yeah, I'd never heard bass music in that kind of way. And I think the way that, that the bass community comes together, especially in just seeing the amount of love and how you can go from, you can just walk through the crowd and you're never going to face any resistance. You're just going to get so much love from everybody. So that's a big, that, the bass scene has had a big impact on me, but also just. I'm, I'm for all music like you can get me absolutely. stuck on a country song at absolutely. the end of the day and I'm still gonna absolutely. love it absolutely yeah. how has your feelings of confidence changed since you started your production company I'd say it's definitely helped me figure out who I am more as a person what I care about where my morals stand and what really like sticks out to me in general with people um I don't know it's 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 definitely shaped me a lot as a person and I wasn't always the most confident or the most like outgoing in a room but absolutely having to be a figure for people mm -hmm. and kind of to watch to, what I do has really changed a lot about me I'm sure I'm sure it, it really is different so tell me what is the average day of setting up a show like what do you wake up what wake up and do when do you go to the venue and start setting up what's that like so we usually start pretty early. We get out there and we've always got to meet the, the, the sound guys, the lighting guys, the vendors, get set up, do sound check. Um, and then we usually try to take a little bit before and kind of hype up the team and get with the door people. So it, it's come, there's been shows, depending on where the venue's at, where we've, we've had to go in, I think over a week, two weeks before mm -hmm. and start setting up. But being in these more established venues recently, it's been it's been good it's because been nice. we can show up. We've gotten our routine now. We just show up, that's pop good. up, and everybody knows their place. So that's been that's been great. 
How do you look at and deal with safety issues and what kinds of play, play, plans do you have in place for belligerent guests? Yeah, so we've always been big on the the metal detectors and when COVID was a big issue, the we had temp wands, stuff like that. Um, I always try to, I always keep people that are CPR certified on staff, EMTs, stuff like that, just just in case, because we, we are aware of what goes down safe. in the you crowd. You never be too safe. I like to say our, our security is also at this point worked with us so long and we have kind of our routine people at the door and there's they're the ones who they know like Mm -hmm. um our our door girl shout out erica blevins i mean she's she's more than we could ask for and they're always really on point just watching out making sure everyone's got the water they need and stuff like that because you know serotonin syndrome is real and we want to make sure that everybody has that ability to come to us and feel like they're not going to be in trouble no matter what happens we're here for them and we want to make sure that above everything they're safe and they feel like they can if they need us to pay for a ride for them or figure out anything for them that we that's comes first priority always have you any fun stories about how, you, how about having to bounce out some unruly guests you know there's always there's always some um, i think that's the that's the hardest part is you know keeping that straight face when maybe somebody's just had like a couple too many or whatever the situation is and you know people can be kind of funny dealing with then you know having to be like no come on bro it's time to go (laughs) stuff like that but you want to laugh inside and just be like i think everyone's been there and you know you can't ever hold it against them but at the end of the day safety first safety first how does it feel being one of the newer production production companies out there uh you know it was interesting like i said i was 17 when i got into this and so there was, I think, a little bit of take back of like, does she really know, know what she's doing or does she does she really care about this? And But it's great. Everyone's been really welcoming for the most part. I mean, I've yet to deal with any, any rudeness, any dismissal. No, I mean, there's everyone's been great, honestly. Like the I like to say, especially like, you know, the shout out the heist team and everybody who shares that venue with us. There's been a great amount of just like community building and cooperativeness with everyone absolutely yeah how uh, have you networked and made connections to help establish establish yourself so i try to go to everything i can i've had a rule with myself especially since the lockdown that i'll never say no to a show like no matter what's going on even if i've never heard of the artist especially if i've never heard of the artist that i'm gonna pop out see those openers see those locals and you know kind of get a feel and that's really expanded my music taste as well just where in general i wasn't when I got into it, maybe I wasn't super where I liked house music or drum and bass, mm-hmm. but being around, especially the locals and them showing me like, no, this is how you like house music. This is <laughs> how you like, this is how you like drum and bass. Shout out uh, Junkie Beats, especially for that one. Um, I'm a big for all music person. Absolutely. So that's been great. How do you think the community feels about your company? I'd like to say we have a pretty positive reach. Um, it really it feels good to me to be able to be that female presence for people again and making sure they know that there there is that safe place no matter what um i know there was you know being the first person people back to do shows outside of covid was there's always people who have their own opinions and but for the most part everyone's been great because we do follow like we were super big on covid guidelines and just hearing the community's feedback on what we could do to make them feel good about xyz or whatever the situation was and so we're big listeners about whatever we can do to help people feel comfortable absolutely yeah has there ever been a time you were so stressed out that you just wanted to stop and give up you know i think every production company faces those moments where absolutely yeah there was the first year i think we had a joke with the team where you know something's gonna go wrong we just don't know what it is yet so there's gonna be that thing where we're like is it gonna work is this gonna happen we've had to i think we had to change venues four hours before a show once and we were like we didn't know if people were gonna receive that info Info, in time and so we're all just standing there like we've got music on the decks and everybody's just waiting and we're all standing outside like is this is this gonna happen or did we all just show up and (laughs) but people people came through and that was kind that was kind of the start of a new wave for us and realizing that the community is going to come through at the end of the day, always. 
What are some um, just random memories, good, bad, either way, funny, that just pop it, pop out in your mind from this experience? Yeah, so I have, uh, there's this one moment with uh, American Dead Cross. Uh, we had a 4th of July show, and uh, he comes to me right before his set, and he's like, I've always had this vision, and I really want to do it. And you can say no, but uh, I want to sing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's always been my dream. Yes. And uh, he gets down on, he gets off the stage during his set, and he comes and he crouches down on the floor with everybody, and he starts singing Bohemian Rhapsody really quietly, and then just starts belting. No music behind him, nothing. Just, just free, going. Just going. And everybody kind of turns around, and they were all like, they weren't sure what was happening, but halfway through the song, you get this whole crowd of like, probably 150 people just screaming Going. the lyrics at him and it was just there's just phone lights on him and he's just on the floor with everybody so those and are always was, the yeah, best best experiences awesome. yeah um how would you rate your work life social balance how do you deal with having such a busy work, work life that obviously is part of your social life too how do you deal with all of that you know um i'll sleep when i'm dead has always been a big <laughs> saying of mine um there's definitely been weeks where I've had 10, 15 hours of sleep total. But at the end of the day, I've, I've always been a night bird and being able to have a, a job and a passion where I can go out and answer those questions, answer those questions for myself. Like, this is what I love to do. And I get to make that my job. And that's been great. I wouldn't choose anything else, honestly. You ought to do what you love. Obviously. Do yeah. you have any uh, weird or special talents? <laughs> Um, <laughs> she can lick her armpits. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, I've I'm a big uh, ADHD person. You know, there's always you go into my house, you're gonna see a bunch of random hobbies. Like there's guitars and keyboards, art supplies everywhere. Um, I like to try new things more than anything, and. I think the festival scenes had a big impact on that as well because I've seen so many people who are just doing such crazy things. Right, Boy, to all these fancy it's, toys now. That. People are really like open and like the jewelers. I went to Jim and Jam recently and mm -hmm. seeing how many different art forms there really are yeah. is mind blowing. Yeah, there's people doing crazy things that I've never even thought were possible. What is uh, one of the funniest things you remember happening on during something you produced or not even, yeah, during something you produced during a show? You know, I think it's those moments with the team. Um, we've had some, some really funny moments setting up, especially those underground venues. Um, Serena, there was a moment she was uh, rolling around in a tire. I mean, <laughs> we've just had like... Uh, everybody really comes together and we have that family element as well where we're all friends outside of what we do so i think there's countless yeah, memories that we could say are just like yeah it's <laughs> awesome and there's always like we had a, a couple of shows where people were coming cat and hat costumes <laughs> or um brandon hoopla came dressed as a powerpuff girl oh, played yeah. for our halloween show and you know there's just like it's always i'm walking in and there's someone doing something crazy it's awesome if you could book any three DJs for a show, who do you think you would book, and which venue out of any venue do you think you'd want to book it at? Yeah, the Easy Bake of the Trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I saw that one coming. I'm a big, uh, I love Flume. Flume. Um, they're a big influence for me. Gonjo White Knight, um, Yeti, and uh, I think I love the Midland and the Midland's Uptown in Kansas yeah. City. You know, there's that that old theater vibe just mm -hmm. really speaks to me mm -hmm. and you know the madrid has it as well just i love those, the, the madrid. columns I and love everything the madrid. like that yeah i love the way the sound just kind of amphitheater effect as well okay now that covid is over and everything is reopened and shows have been going on for almost a year now what do you think is going to happen in the scene in the next couple years you know, I, I think we've seen, especially in the last year, just the amount of new people coming in, especially on the production side. And mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. People getting invested in the stage and like the lighting experience as well and realizing how many roles there are. And I think that's been great. I think we're going to see a new influx of younger DJs and producers and even just people who are new to the scene trying out their craft. And I think that's going to be really, really fun to see just the amount of new production that I've seen and these this influx of people coming from out of state that are just bringing new sounds out I think that's going to be really cool watching them grow and 
seeing where they go with their fan base and their brand. That's Absolutely. Gonna be interesting. It's like we're yeah. finally coming out of the darkness that was COVID and we're getting this new renaissance mm-hmm. where everybody's so happy to come out and everybody's so ready to experience all these new things that they possibly haven't tried before. It's it's a great time to get into the scene. Yeah, um, I think everybody should, no matter what you're interested in or like if you've looked at a board and just been like, you know, that looks really hard, but I could maybe want to try that. I encourage everyone to try because give, give it, a shot. it really is that thing where there's always going to be someone willing to teach you if you're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And especially in the Kansas City thing scene, there's so many helpful people who just want to yeah. see other people succeed. Everybody just wants to, to share their knowledge. And I think that's the best thing about our scene in general is everybody knows that we are a smaller scene and we maybe don't have that influx of people that Denver has, but we have twice as many people who are passionate. And even though we are smaller, there's always going to be someone who knows something and they're going to be willing to share. Absolutely. So how do you see the scene evolving in the next five to 10 years? And how do you see Playhouse evolving with it? I see us, I, I see us growing a lot, honestly. I think in the last five years, the scene has come from maybe a smaller group of people who are passionate and grown into this thing where people know know about the scene now. I mean, people outside of just being invested, they've heard of maybe there's events going on, there's things happening. And I think that's going to grow exponentially. I think we have a really good shot of becoming the next, you know, center for the Midwest and people coming here and realizing there is somewhere for them to play, somewhere for them to be seen, and that there are people who who care here and there's people who want to come to shows who are willing Absolutely. to go out three four times a week and go to an event so i'm really excited to see where the scene goes and i'm I, i'm hoping to grow with it as well and put everything forth that we can to help that community absolutely if you had an unlimited budget to do anything that you wanted be it music festival be it build your own venue throw your show what what would you do unlimited budget so um there was an idea that I had seen, um, I don't know, I think it's a few years ago, someone threw a uh, cruise ship festival where they yeah. like they went around island to island and just oh had everybody, everybody spent like a week, I think, driving around on this boat and going to different pop-up locations. I thought that was like one of the coolest things I've ever heard, you know, because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a big water person, big fanatic for all things ocean, so that was a cool like, Oh no, I am, I, am, I am half a man myself. Um, if you could go back five years and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Well, you know, five years ago, I would have been a high school student. Pretty sure I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I've always been a hippie. I knew that I wanted to travel and uh, music had been a part, but I think I tell myself to get into live music events and going to those things and being able to maybe go out besides just wanting to meet people going out for that purpose of music and live events because that was never something that I had even seen being a part of my life and uh you know I got into the scene 2019 not too long ago but I was a big uh you know X fan Juice Mm -hmm. fan Pete Mm -hmm. fan and you know I definitely tell myself go to those shows shows. yeah yeah (laughs) um what advice would you give to someone who wanted to be more proactive in the scene but didn't particularly know how to get involved? Just go. Um, even if you're by yourself and you don't know, you don't have that crew to go with, just show up at that event and talk to the vendors, talk to the production crew, talk to those people, talk bring to the candy vibes, kids. Yeah, make some vibes. candy and just, just really put yourself out there because I came into the scene... I went to my first event with a group of people I just met and really quickly those people became like a family to me and meeting a festival crew and people really brought me on board. They were like, they told me where to go. They told me the events I wanted to be at and Mm -hmm. the people that I should talk to and you'll find that family. There's always people willing to bring you in. There's always friendly people out there. I've been to at least a hundred shows and I've only been punched in the face one time. (laughs) Hippie sabotage can get wild. (laughs) Could you explain your job like you would to a five-year-old? So basically, it's just that hosting element. I mean, I was always one trying to throw kickbacks in high school or little events where everybody could come together. And so it starts at the beginning of the day, you know, with the technical aspect, getting all the equipment in there. And then 
we have the social aspect, getting sound checked together, checking on all the, the crew, the artists, making sure everyone's together. And a big part of my job in general is just, you know, that watching over everyone, making sure that everyone has what they need, day comes and the door people aren't overwhelmed, that everyone understands kind of where they should be at and feels like they're confident enough to get their roles taken care of. Shout out to everyone on our team because it honestly couldn't happen. Shout out Al with all of our media and uh, Dion. Shout and amazing graphics. Shout out Katie for all of our graphics. It, it really is a team effort getting everybody in place. What do you think the Kansas City community does well? And what do you think some of, are some of the things that we could work on? I think the best thing about the Kansas City scene is just that love and that welcoming element. Like, no matter where you go or what show you go to, you're going to see those familiar faces. There's there's those people who are, they go to everything. Like, no matter house music, drum and bass music, if it's at Aura, if it's at the Midland, you're going to know those people and they're going to be there. And even if you come up to 90% of the people in the scene that have never talked to you, they're going to be willing to help you out or just be a friendly face and be around you. So that's been, I know that that's definitely helped me and everybody that I've brought into the scene, that's why they stick around. It's, it's, it's the, the music first, but the community is the mm-hmm. big part of it. Um, a lot of people wrongly assume that the EDM community is full of shady people and there are negative connotations of Wrong. drug use and stuff like that. What do you think the community can do to show that that is such a misjudgment? I've met doctors. I've met people going to school to be lawyers. Obviously, there are so many beautiful people in the community. What do you think we can do to show that that is so far from the truth? Right. So, I mean, I think everyone, especially everyone that I grew up with, kind of had that connotation um, before they got into the scene of, you know, like those lasers, those crazy kids, mm-hmm. like what could they possibly know? But it's, it really is different, you know, playing a song on your phone versus actually going to the event and seeing how much everybody puts into that. And I think it, the craziest thing for me was when I saw all ages events and, mm-hmm. you know, like going to reconnection, going to all those festivals where people are bringing their kids, their kids. and yeah, you know, that's a big thing. 420 like, Fest last weekend and yep. yeah, there are definitely kids there. Yeah, it's, there's, it's crazy. It's a family element. I think people, should keep doing that because i think so too i think they should it shows that it really is safe and Mm -hmm. we should be able to bring our kids to these these events yeah um what tips would you give to an up-and-coming dj to look to looking to get their music heard their name out there and possibly to start booking shows just don't be afraid to get yourself out there and uh even if you spent 10 minutes on a track and you're maybe worried oh is it mastered correctly or is this right it's you made that you did that and you put your mind to it or even if you put a little set out on soundcloud and it's 10 minutes you did that you're getting yourself out there so don't be afraid to share it on social media and don't be afraid to go up to production crew members and show them like hey i made this can i play because i know especially for us we always want to bring those underground new people onto our lineups like i'm always one if you want to come show me something show me it because i'm i would love to listen i'll give you tips or i'll i'll send you in that direction where you know here's maybe someone who can help you knows more than i can and because i really do think that music is for everybody and everybody should be able to pick up a board or pick up producing software Mm -hmm. yeah i think so too um have you ever had an artist that was just a pain to work with just either nose head in the sky rude or late or maybe even too high or something like that honestly there hasn't been much i think um you know there always is those situations where maybe somebody will come in and has had a had a fun time before Mm -hmm. um that i think that's that's always something that happens but you know at the end of the day the people who are involved are really for their craft and you wouldn't spend that time putting together a set or putting together music if you didn't care. If you didn't take it yeah. seriously. Because it, um, it is hard. I mean, and every producing equipment, producing software, music is not, it's not free. And I think people being willing to just, you know, put everything they've worked for on the line, it really does speak. Yeah. Absolutely. So on the opposite end of that, who are some of the artists that are just an absolute blast to work with, fun, good vibes, just good energy? 
Yeah, and so I really do have to shout out the locals here because I have seen more passion and love for the craft in the local producers and DJs than I think any time in my entire life. Shout out Hoopla, shout out Junkie, my co, everybody who's come up and I've watched, you know, start put from putting their first track on SoundCloud to really just, you know, being here playing those big venues and playing at Aura and that's that's amazing to watch, you know, putting out merch for the first time and creating those fan bases. And I think that's been the most like rewarding part for me, especially just watching my friends be able to have that platform and come up. And I, I really do wish everyone the best, you know, continuing to grow and get out of state gigs. And yeah, it's it's been a real joy watching. The day after a show, what do you do to relax and blow off steam? Do you have any rituals or anything like that? You know, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. We always, you know, 5 a.m. meals, always a big thing. I think the whole crew can kind of get a, a big props for all the 24-hour shout-outs in Kansas City. But um, I think the little our little crew after parties, you know, being able to get everyone together post-event. and Shout-out, Dion. Shout out Dion for all of his hosting experience, you know, being able to sit back because maybe we haven't been able to actually come together the day of the show. Everyone's been running around the whole time and, you know, being able to sit back and be like, you know, guys, we worked hard and it people had a good time. And that's always, you know, that day after I'm probably going to sleep quite a bit. But uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I heard after parties. What do you do after after a show to celebrate? You know, out, yeah, dance. <laughs> always, we always like to get everybody on the decks. You know, it's a big come together experience, and always there's that music involved. Everybody coming together, the back to backs. We have a dance contest. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, shout out, shout out to Dion and to everybody who's been hosting after Cooper, and you know, getting the scene together after the event and just having everybody come together, listen to more music and share the stories of, you know, did you see that happen? And, you know, being able to have the guests come together with the crew and kind of meet the people who are involved is always a great big part of the event. So I know that you collaborate with other production companies. What are some of the pros and cons of doing that? A lot of pros, honestly. It's it's great having more than one mind on board and mm-hmm. being able to get everyone's ideas together. Um, you know, there's always elements of when you get multiple voices together mm-hmm. that people have differing ideas, but being able to really collaborate and get those points across and see those different perspectives on maybe people, the sound that we want to bring out or the style of music that people are interested in. I mean, that's a big part of it as well, because you can't do this alone. It's, no, it's a big gig and you don't want to do it alone because there's a lot that goes into it, and at the end of the day, the more people who you can have on board, the less is going to go wrong. Absolutely. How do you see other production companies in terms of uh, competition? You know, I'd like to say this has always been a big part of my belief that I'd like to get rid of as much competition as we can because at the end of the day, the people will come through in the city. Like, there was 2019 especially blew my mind away because I think we were having four or five, six shows a week. And even after those shows, there was after parties and after after parties and people were there. No matter where you went, there was people. And I think that's a big part of it is this scene is full of successful people. It is Mm -hmm. not a bunch. It's not a drug ridden scene. At the end of the day, there's so many business professionals and people who are willing to spend their hard earned money to support the scene because they really do care about Mm -hmm. it. And so... I think as little competition as we can, everybody's coming together coming and together sharing, to together. like, hey, I have a show tonight, but I'd love to come support your show tomorrow, and I'd love to shout that out to our mm-hmm. our crew, because people will it come. Really is. Yeah, it they will. Really, that really is. Um, now that winter is finally un- ending and summer is coming, should we look forward to more outdoor, outdoor shows, underground or otherwise? Definitely. Uh, I think we're definitely going to get some stuff on the books. It's going to be some beautiful weather coming up in the next few months, and we're definitely looking forward to collaborating and working, looking with the city, trying to get those, hopefully some more free events and some more paid events outdoors. Because, you know, I think that's a big part of what COVID taught us is being able to share that nature aspect and, you know, be out during the day, not just come mm-hmm. out at 1, 2 a.m. is yeah. a big part. Being able to bring your kids mm-hmm. is a big, big thing. 
Besides work and music, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, big art person. Love, you know, with the friends. You know, we, we're big painters, and we like to go out, like, first Fridays, stuff like oh, that. Absolutely. It's always been a big part. I think that's why the, the vending side is so important to me as well, you know. Uh, being able to see creatives, art galleries, and work with, you know, The Source has been a great, great people we've worked with, meeting those creatives, so... Um, are there any musicians, producers that inspire you? Yeah, big shout out again, you know, the the locals and shout out Spicy Boys and shout out, you know, Zooks and Low Temp and just being able to see just all the new kinds of music that I never would have heard before because those producers and the locals, you know, we're always <clears throat> being able to come together with all those people who are playing and them showing, you know, here's here's some future trap bass. Yeah, uh, big up low temp again. Big, <laughs> yeah. big um, for real, just seeing the, the production that people are putting in and see, being able to experience new sounds, honestly, because I had never seen the, that side of music before. I'd always been, you know, a big SoundCloud junkie and a big remix junkie, but you know, that's a real person who put that together. That's a real person who spent <laughs> hours of their life on that, you know, playing it over and over again, trying to cre create the perfect sound and something that they care about. And it is like a mathematical thing. Like you have to learn it and it's not just something where you sit down and you put something together, but it can be that. You just have to understand that, you know, that is, some, that is a craft as much as putting together a painting or a picture or a video edit. Like absolutely, it's a creative process. Do you have a uh, favorite venue? You know, as far as venues we've put on, uh, I think our Halloween venue um, and any of those spots that we've worked to, you know, kind of create create those the those stage pieces and those lighting pieces, and you know, it's always something that's crazy when we come together and we didn't really know what we were gonna do. Like we have a blank a blank spot, maybe just you know we've got the lights on and that's about it. So how are we gonna turn these pieces of wood and metal and screws into something that looks professional and will have good video outcome. And I think a big part of it was figuring out how to do lighting to have video edits and working with Al and the media mm -hmm. team to figure out how to actually do it. Because, you know, I think there was a show, we were, it was dark in there, you know, we, 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 we came together, we hired a whole media team and you could can see on the cameras, but, uh, I think that's that's those are my favorite venues where we kind of come together and actually create shout out a lighting. space. Yeah, shout out to lighting stage and shout out to BHO. Shout out to everybody who comes together, brings the lights out, and kind of sets up and actually does help us with that because we couldn't do it without them. What is the uh, best piece of advice that a musician has given you? Just try, um, get on there. Like, don't be afraid to embarrass yourself. Um, I think. Dexter gave me some really some really great advice. He was just don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And that's a big message I've heard from everybody who produces and who does it because people are not afraid to teach you. They're they're not afraid to hear you sound bad. No one is judging you, even if it's the biggest DJ. Like don't be afraid to play your stuff for them and to show them what you've got because we're all passionate about the same thing at the end of the day. We all care about the music before anything else and 99% of the time we want to share that even if it's going to take a little bit of let's sit down and pull each other away and just ask put mm -hmm. yourself out what is your process for dealing with anxiety and hyping yourself up before a show you know that's when I really had to learn um, I'm a big in my head person and I'm always still struggling with that but that's that's a big shout out to the team and just everybody for being that encouraging voice and making sure they know, you know, people really do come to support. People aren't, no one is here to see you fail at the mm -hmm. end of the day. There's, there's, Absolutely. there is a, there's plur in this scene. There really is. And, you know, it's overcome that anxiety, like be scared. Everyone's scared about what they, they want to do. But even if you fail, someone had a good time then it was worth it like if somebody came and maybe was having a bad day and that made their day a little bit better than the fail and maybe losing money was worth it because it really is for the community at the end of the day it's not for us how would you describe your work ethic you know uh 
I'd like to say that I put everything I can into the events. I mean, if there's something that I can do to make it a better experience, I'm not afraid to go the go extra mile. The extra mile, and you know, if that means that it costs a little bit more or it comes out of pocket a little bit more, like I, I want to do that for people because, like I said, like it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't throw events for myself. If I wanted to have a good You're time for the community, yeah, I would just, you know, I would just throw, I would just sit in my room with my friends if I wanted to do it for myself but mm-hmm. I'd like to give that experience that was shown to me to other people because it really did help change my life and it really did change a lot of people that I know's life and big mental health advocate and seeing how much of an impact it's had on you know some people that maybe struggle with suicidal ideation that maybe struggle with depression anxiety you know being able to come and find that community element is such a big deal so how would you handle a situation if your audience looked like they were bored or they weren't having a good time? Yeah, so that's something we had to really figure out in the early days, you know, figuring out how to build a lineup and how to put those sounds together to make sure people can kind of understand the message. I always wanted to be if somebody comes into the show and they've never heard of EDM music that they're, they feel a little accustomed, you know, like we've always got the people who are on the crew, you know, if maybe people don't understand what's happening, it's like, go out there, let's dance with them. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm never afraid to get on the dance floor yeah. with people and pull yeah. everybody out. Like, it only I, takes one person exactly. to start breaking down. It exactly. only takes one person to start a Congo yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Um, what do you think was your worst show and what did you learn from the experience? Last night. <laughs> Just kidding. That was fun. Yeah, that was, that was Last so, night was, that was amazing. So, yeah, that was um, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't think of a, a worst <coughs> event. Um, there were there's always like I said early days we we always had that one bad thing that was gonna happen, and I think we kind of got used to that. You know it was a learning experience and you have to fail to grow, and you know maybe having those times where we didn't know if anything was gonna come together showed us <coughs> well then we just need to we need to be more prepared next time we need to come mm-hmm. together earlier or we need to show a little bit more on the promotional side or whatever it's been so you know there's always been times where we were stressed out but it it all is a learning experience i'm here Mm -hmm. to i'm not afraid to fail a little bit everybody's got it fit you can learn more in failure than you can learn from Mm -hmm. success 100 percent, yeah how is it being a female in a mostly male-dominated industry you know it can be scary at times and like like I said, you know, I'm, I was someone who just dealt with big social anxiety, and I'd like to say, you know, people have been really welcoming, especially on the EDM side of things, where maybe I thought that people wouldn't take me seriously or that wouldn't listen. 99% of the time, people do listen, and they do take me seriously. Um, it was, I was very young getting into this, and so there was times it was like, you know, you're throwing an 18 up event and you're not 18 yet. So people are going to be a little bit confused. (laughs) Um, but watching our fan base grow with me, especially it's, it's been really cool, you know, being able to see people that have been coming to our shows for maybe two, three years. And, you know, they're, they're, they're getting older now and they're able to come to more events that, you know, maybe are 21 up and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're really watching. I've always been a, a big 18 up making sure the scene is for all ages mm-hmm. kind of person because I, I don't think you should have to be able to drink to have a good time yeah, exactly. or that it should have to have a bar. Um, mm-hmm. I think it does it does contribute and it's great to have be able to show that to the venues and gain them some bar sales. But mm-hmm. I think those outdoor shows are also a big part where maybe we don't provide any of that. Uh, and no, I, I, I like that a lot. I've struggled with alcoholism a bit and it's nice to be able to go to a free space where I want, I'm hanging out with the community I want to hang out with, and I'm listening to music I want to listen to, and I'm not feeling the pressure that I have to have alcohol because it's not around me. Exactly, yeah. Um, so Playhouse is quite the team. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your crew members? Um, how does having crew at your side help all around? So shout out Al Creates, um, especially in the last few weeks. We've been working a lot more on our media side. Shout out Katie Harnish. Um, for She's our new graphic designer. She's been creating a lot of... The two of them have been working to create some video elements and some social media projects that have really been blowing my mind away. Um, shout Thank out, you, Reagan. yeah, shout out Dion Nug- <laughs> yeah. Nugan, um, maybe known as Loopy. Dion Wynn. Yeah, <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to everyone. Honestly, um, you know, we couldn't do this together. We've gone through a lot of changes in our team, and 
it, it took a while to kind of get the hatches down, but there's been people who have been on board with us for years and uh, they come together and it's been great actually finally having our team that everybody involved is super passionate. Shout out Erica Blevins, yeah, like I said, everyone, uh, everyone, Levi, Zach, everyone who works security for us, the BHO guys, even though they are their own entity, you know, we, we've worked with them quite a bit and they're passionate. Like they come together. They're always, they've taught us so much and everybody who's come out works lighting and all the DJs are a big part of the team as well, because being able to have those people who are willing to maybe just hop up on the decks if needed and just come together, shout out Castro, Mm -hmm. shout out all the locals, boots and cats, everybody who just really comes together and everybody wants to do the back-to-backs and just hop up on the decks because have a good time. we couldn't do it without anybody on the team. Okay, so now for the million-dollar question. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Horse-sized duck. Yeah. Horse-sized one duck. big yeah. duck. Yeah, one big really duck. One big duck, yeah, okay, for sure. Ducks, yeah. yeah, I don't um, know if I want that many little horses. Okay, but uh, ser- on a more serious end, yeah, yeah, why don't you tell me about all the shows that you have coming up? I know... That you've been working hard and that you have a lot, a lot coming up. What, what, what do you, what do we got to look forward to? So we've got a show coming up at Westport Flea Market on five six. Line up to be announced. Um, hoping to bring out some more sound for that. Um, uh, we're working on some, some more outdoor projects and working on some, some bigger names. Hopefully to come out in the next few months. Um, gonna have some flyers. Uh, peep our Instagram. Uh, Playhouse.Productions, our Snapchat, This Is Playhouse, and Playhouse Productions on Facebook. Looking to those flyers coming out here pretty soon. All right. Well, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on. It's been absolutely awesome having you on as a guest, and I, and I appreciate, appreciate everything. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. I really appreciate it. You know, it's great to have an opportunity to kind of give more information to the public about what we do because I really, you know, this this – this community is for everyone and if anybody is wanting to come on board work with us be a part of the team like <coughs> don't be afraid out. to ask yeah, yeah. Don't, don't hit our instagram al's gonna be looking up on our instagram you know don't be afraid to have those conversations send us your send us DM your tracks us, yeah, DM us. comment yeah. like i'm always active on there and uh shout out logan and the electric punch podcast Burr.